0: Hello and welcome to Dr. Kildare from OTRGold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. The story of Dr. Kildare. Whatsoever house I enter, there will
1: I go for the benefit of the sick. And whatsoever things I see or hear concerning the life of men, I will keep silence thereon, counting such things to be held as sacred trust.
0: I will exercise my art solely for the cure of my. The story of Dr. Kildare, starring Lou Ayers and Lionel Barrymore. Metro-Goldwyn-Mayer brought you those famous motion pictures. Now, this exciting, heartwarming series is heard on radio. In just a moment, the story of Dr. Kildare. But first, your announcer. Story of Dr. Kildare,
1: starring
0: Lou Ayers as Dr. Kildare and Lionel Barrymore as Dr. Gillespie. There, there, there. Well, it's all over
1: now. Your daddy can hold you. He's going to be all right now, Dr. Kildare. (laughs) He'll be fine, Jed. If you put a little linoleum on the floor of your cabin when you get back to the Adirondacks. You mean he picked up some kind of germ playing on the wood floor? No, no, I mean he picked up a splinter
2: sitting
0: on the wood floor.
2: Oh, that's all it was?
0: <laughs>
1: oh, the young
2: fellow who drove me down here sure gonna be sore. He breaking up his hunting trip because
1: of a splinter. Oh. You got bus fare to get the baby back home, Jed?
2: I got enough if... That... If I don't have to pay you right off.
1: Well, it
2: was major surgery removing that splinter, you know. I got a couple of hogs fattening
1: back home. I'll pay you
2: as soon as I get them to market.
1: (laughs) Never mind, Jed. I'll take it out of your guide fee next season if Dr. Gillespie and I come up to do some hunting. Oh, that's sure (laughs) swell of you. I'd like to say hello to Dr. Gillespie while I'm here. Oh, good, good. You'll find him across the hall in his office. Meanwhile, I'll try to square things with the man who uh, drove you down. Where is he? Uh, He's sitting on the bench in the next room. Said he'd wait until he knew
2: the baby was all right. Uh, His name's Breverton, John Breverton. Breverton? Yeah. Sounds familiar. Played football up at that Harvard College. No,
1: no, I was thinking of the name in terms of medicine. Mm. Well, you run in and see Dr. Gillespie. Well,
2: thank you again, Dr. Kildare. Go ahead. And don't worry, I'll send you your pay as soon as I sell my hog. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: Mr. Breverton? Huh? Huh. Oh, Hello, Doctor. I mm. just wanted to tell you that Jed's baby's all right. Huh? That's fine. Mm hmm. Kid cried all the way
3: down. I... I...
1: What's the matter? Aren't you feeling well? I
3: guess I'm just tired. I feel kind of funny. I
1: better get to a hotel. Hey, easy. Hmm. <laughs> Afraid we'd better get you to bed right here and now. <laughs> Look here, Dr. Gillespie. Infected area on the right hand. Oh, I'm sorry. Ulcerated too. Very tender and hurts him easily, and yet the infected area is unusually hard to the touch.
2: Well, how about that thermometer reading, Parker? Or are you waiting for the patient to swallow it?
0: Doctor, it's
4: 105.2.
1: Dr. Gillespie, this young man's been hunting up at Jed's place in the Adirondacks.
2: And he's been drinking raw milk. (laughs) But... I'll bet it's undulant fever. We'll have to keep a close check on his temperature. A
1: doctor, this ulceration on his hand. Oh,
2: this simple boil has nothing to do with his fever. Hmm?
3: This this fever, Doc, is it a pretty bad thing?
2: Oh, I think we've caught it in plenty of time. Uh,
1: but my father's a doctor. Oh? Uh-huh. Out on the West Coast. Huh. Ralph Breverton. Oh, the neurosurgeon. Hmm. I thought the name was familiar. You've heard of him, Dr. Gillespie. Oh, I've read his papers. Will you
3: send a telegram for me?
1: Ask him to fly out. You bet. I'll see it goes off right away. Oh, is Jed still in your office, Doctor?
3: Yes, and
2: we better have another look at that baby and tell Jed to have his milk cows checked.
1: I want to ask him about more than that.
2: Jimmy, are you disagreeing
1: with my diagnosis? Not exactly. Not yet. But I I don't think Mr. Breveton is suffering from undulant fever.
2: Well, Doc, he did act kind of funny driving down here. But we drove most of the night, and I thought he was just plain tired. He was all right yesterday, though, huh? he's in great shape. Felt fine because he bagged a bear yesterday afternoon. A big one. Got it with one shot, and we lugged it back to the cabin. He skinned it himself. Confounded, Jimmy. Let's get to the point. Did Breveton drink any milk at your place,
1: Jed? Why, sure. Right from old bossy yourself. That's your answer, Jimmy. Might be. If Jed or the baby showed any symptoms of undulant fever. But they don't. Ah, they may have built up an immunity. It's possible, but there's something I want to see. Jed... Do you have the hide and carcass of the bear Breverton shot? Sure. Steal up at the cabin. Then you're going to get a special ride home in a hospital car. The man that goes with you can bring the bear's carcass and hide back with him.
2: Breverton hasn't been drinking bear's milk. He's been drinking cow's milk. Doctor,
1: I'm afraid Breverton's trouble doesn't come from anything he drank. It comes from something he shot and skinned. Uh... It's not the microscope. What you're looking for just isn't on that slide. Then will you tell me what's on your mind? No, I can't. Because it's too fantastic until I'm. Jimmy, sometimes. Uh-huh. you make... So,
4: here you are. It's taken me long enough to find you, and I don't wonder that you've been avoiding me deliberately after what you've done. Uh,
1: Dr. Carew. Never I... mind,
4: Dr. Killer. All I want is an explanation although I'm sure you haven't got one,
1: as to why a Blair
4: Hospital car has been sent to the Adirondack Mountains without my being consulted.
1: I asked the driver of the car to bring back uh, the carcass of a dead bear, an animal shot by one of our patients.
4: Dr. Kildare, you are using a Blair Hospital car as a... Taxicab for a dead bear? Oh, that
1: isn't so bad, Carew.
4: I wanted to use it for hauling a live cow. Well, I don't suppose either of you has given a thought to the embarrassing position you have placed me in. I tell you firmly that this must never happen again. Oh, it won't, Carew. We may not have another dead bear around for months. <laughs> Dr. Gillespie, I find your sense of humor most inappropriate. Oh. Most inappropriate. Yeah. Remember, Dr. Gildare, I warned you, in the future, you will consult me.
2: <laughs> yeah. Dr. Gillespie speaking Yeah, yep, all right Bring it up There's your badge, you me. Uh-huh. You better go and get to work on it Before Carew sends somebody up here with a straitjacket
1: Now, Dr. Gillespie, look at this animal. Yeah. Swelling in the subcutaneous connective tissues in the lymphatic glands, right? Uh. And if Breverton hadn't shot this bear, it would have died anyhow in a matter of hours. Died from what? The oldest and most deadly animal disease in the world. Anthrax.
3: anthrax.
1: Anthrax? Anthrax, yes. Why,
2: Dad Blasted Jimmy, there's never been a case of anthrax in this state in your lifetime
1: or mine. There is now. You but... should have gone ahead before. I only hope there's enough time left to save Breverton's life.
3: Well, I'd better go check the ward.
1: You stay
2: right where you are, Parker. I'm going to need you.
0: What for?
2: To make laboratory tests on this bear before this bear makes Kildare look like a jackass.
3: You sure, Doc? I never heard
1: of anthrax hitting a human. And it's rare. My hand is not even pain anymore. That's because gangrene is setting in. The immediate excision of the ulcerated area is necessary. You mean you... Want to operate? It's imperative.
3: My father, you he, he wired him? Yes. He, he's a surgeon. He should be here in a few hours.
1: I'm going to be blunt, Brevin. If we wait an hour, that hand might have to be amputated. If we wait three or four hours, you might die of septicemia. You know your business, Doc? I think I do.
3: <laughs> it might not sound like much of an ambition to you, but... I've always planned on playing pro football someday. I guess it's up to you whether I do or not. I'll buy what you're selling, Doc. Thanks.
1: Hello. This is Dr. Kildare. Please prepare a room for surgery. Tell yet. Good thing he's an athlete, though. Rugged. Got him on antiserum and penicillin. If he doesn't respond, I... Floor
2: nurse can watch him. You better go and get some
1: (sighs) sleep. I suppose so. Uh, Parker tells me you ran lab tests on the bear while I was operating.
2: Oh, Parker talks too much, old back
1: fence. I don't have to hold anything back. You didn't find any sign of anthrax, did you?
2: Well... You know how tricky it can be. There were some indications of malignant pustules and spores,
1: but none you could classify as Bacillus anthracis. No, Jimmy, no, no. I'm I'm afraid not. Doctor Kildare,
3: there's a. Ralph Braverton
1: to see you. Oh, that must be Mr. Braverton's father. I'll see you away. Oh, Dr. Breverton, I'm Dr. Kildare. How do you do, doctor? Your son
5: is in room 311. I'll take you up there now. It won't be necessary for you to see him again. Hmm? The chief of staff, Dr. Carew, has given me permission to care for my boy personally.
1: What's on your mind, Dr. Braverton? I have
5: been at the hospital for several hours, Dr. Kildare, since early this morning. During those hours, I have run laboratory tests on the animal my son shot. There is absolutely no trace of anthrax. Then the tests are not complete. They're complete enough. Especially since there's never been a case of anthrax within a thousand miles of here. You've made a very grave mistake. My diagnosis was and is anthrax. I'll
1: stake my professional reputation on it.
5: You have staked your professional reputation on it, Doctor you did that when you performed surgery on that boy's hand without clinical proof. Good day, sir.
1: Now, wait. Listen to me. Your son's life may depend on continuation of antiserum injections.
5: For anthrax? (laughs) You're being absurd, doctor. Now, please, let me run another series of lab tests. I'll prove it to you. That won't be possible. I'm satisfied with my own tests. And Dr. Carew ordered that all test tissues be destroyed. (laughs)
0: Now we continue with the story of Dr. Kildare, starring Lou Ayers as Dr. Kildare and Lionel Barrymore as Dr. Gillespie. Well,
2: good morning, Jimmy. Mm. What makes you so blue around the gills?
1: Dr. Brevedon was just in to see me.
2: Young Brevedon's father? Mm-hmm. Oh, good, I... So isn't it time for us to be going up for a look at our patient?
1: Dr. Breveton has taken the case out of my hands. Yeah, he's made tests just as you did. Didn't find any signs of anthrax either. Uh, well, I'm sorry, Jimmy. And so am I. And it's deceptive. You said so yourself. Well, if you're right, there'll be other cases turning. Huh? Yes, but we're wasting valuable hours waiting for an animal epidemic instead of trying to stop one. Mm. I'm afraid we haven't heard the last of it. Doctor. I'm
2: afraid you're right. We haven't heard the last of it.
4: Well, I might have known you'd be here. What have you to say for yourself? What can you possibly have to say for yourself? Yeah, Jimmy, and whatever you may possibly have to say for yourself, how can you possibly say it until he shuts up? We're disgraced. Utterly disgraced, Dr. Gilear. How can you sit there calmly when you know that I have been asked to take you, a Blair Hospital doctor, away from a case you? Bungle. Oh, confound Carew. He hasn't bungled anything. He's done nothing to harm young Breveton. That is your opinion, Dr. Gillespie. I just know that Dr. Breveton is going to bring charges of malpractice.
1: Malpractice? Oh,
4: malpractice, my epidermis. Dr. Kildare, I want you to know that everything you have done has been done without my knowledge and consent.
1: I'm quite prepared to take the blame for anything I may have done, Dr. Carew.
4: Hmm. Well,
2: Carew, That's all you want, isn't it? You're
4: whitewashed.
2: Now, suppose you just run along and leave us to our work. Very well,
4: Dr. Gillespie. But you'll hear from me again. I'm not going to have this sort of thing. You will most certainly hear from me (laughs) again.
3: Make it on
2: the long-distance phone, will you?
1: Dr. Gillespie, I'm not going to take this sitting down. If I'm right, there's a lot to be done.
2: Jimmy, all you can do is wait.
1: Wait. If you're right,
2: there won't be just one case. There'll be an outbreak. You
1: must be prepared for it. Carew may yell his head off, but I'm placing an order for large quantities of anthrax antiserum just in case. It's no use. You won't be able to get a single cc. You mean Carew's taken away my right to order supplies? No,
2: I mean I've already placed an order for every available supply of the antiserum in this area. And for all that can be made.
1: But you found no evidence of anthrax in your tests. Well...
2: With the way Carew and Parker have been buzzing around, one of them may bite somebody. That would be enough to start an epidemic of anything. Now, clear out of here. I got work to do. Thanks, Dr. Gillespie. Parker? Parker! Yes, Dr.
3: Gillespie.
2: Call the nearest gun shop and order me a gun.
4: A gun? Why?
3: What on earth do you want with a gun?
2: Parker? For a long time, I have been planning to murder you. What? And today's the day.
3: Oh! Now, yeah, get
2: out of here and do as I told you. Then pack a laboratory kit and meet me down in my car.
3: Where are you taking me?
2: Parker, we are going hunting. <laughs> Well, Dr. Gillespie, I sure would like to be your guide, but uh, I can't right now. Why not, Jed? Of uh, course, I've been having trouble in the stock. Huh. Uh, I told Dr. Kildare I was fixing to pay him for taking care of the baby as soon as I sold him my hogs, but dang if they didn't get took with something and start dying off on me. Dying from what, Jed? Nothing I ever seen before. Two of them was dead when I went to feed them last night. The old sow kicked off this morning, and some of the others ain't too chipper.
4: Parker.
2: I'm right here, Doctor. Will you stop sneaking up behind me? Get busy. Get that kid out of the car and set it up in here. Yes, sir. Uh, is it something serious, Doc? It may be mighty serious. You better send your wife and children away for a few days until we get this thing stopped. Well, what do you think it is, Doc?
3: I'll
2: tell you after I see those pigs of yours. Get one of them in here. <laughs> Take notes on this. Blackening of the mucous membranes. Hmm. Swelling of lymphatic glands. Mm, Yes, sir. Temperature 104.8.
3: 104.8.
2: Pulse and breathing unusually rapid.
3: Mm, Unusually rapid.
2: Excessive enlargement of the spleen.
3: All right, doctor. Now, now,
2: let's see if those bugs are ready to come out in the open. Put a smear on this slide.
3: Ready, doctor. Nah. Is it anthrax, doctor?
2: Now, nah, what the devil did you think it was, Parker? Undulant
3: fever? Well, you said yourself that it
2: well, was... Oh, confound it, Parker. If you'd pay a little attention to your work, you wouldn't be hearing everything I said. I've got to get into the village and call the State Department of Health and get killed there and the staff up here.
4: Dr. Gillespie, Dr. Gillespie, how could you do a thing like this? A hospital full of patients, and you have half my staff up here in the mountain.
2: Curl, will you calm down until Dr. Kildare finishes studying those slides? Anthrax. Ah. I demand to see those slides myself. Curl, you wouldn't know bacillus anthraxes from German measles, unless the measles were wearing helmets.
1: Oh, they're all right, Dr. Gillespie. We're going to need every man we can get. Every veterinarian in the state will
2: be here in a matter of hours. Good. They can start on the livestock. We'd better get busy with the people. Right. Uh, <clears throat> well, if
4: you're certain you're right, I'll help. Of course, after all, I am a doctor. Oh, Carew, I am glad to know that. Because I
2: think you can save many human lives if you'll follow my plan. Well, thank you, Dr. Gillespie. What do you want me to do? Stay here until the veterinarians arrive, and then help them with the animals. Come yeah. on, oh, Kilnare. Thank Jed has mapped out the area for me. We'll work together and send other doctors out and crews as soon as
1: they arrive. Doctor Gillespie, you should have been a general. You, you
2: mean instead of a diagnostician?
0: <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Oh, I meant
3: both. And I did. Oh.
2: Jimmy? This is the last house on our schedule.
1: Yeah, I'm just about exhausted. Uh, taxi cab coming up the road from the village. Mm-hmm. Stopping down by our car. Yeah? Oh, why, that's Dr. Breveton. Mm, I wonder what brings him up here. Hm? Got a feeling it isn't anything good.
2: Uh, there's no time to look a gift horse in the mouth,
5: Jimmy. We can use him. That's right. Dare, I want to see you. Yes, doctor. Well, if you expected to get away with this grandstand play, Kildare, perhaps this paper will change your mind. Take it. What is this? A restraining order I obtained, prohibiting you from mistreating other people the way you've mistreated my son. You're not going to camouflage your incompetence any further. Dr. Breveton... Dr. Dr. Gillespie, please don't interfere. I have great respect for you and your reputation, but I will not permit this hoax to continue. Not until I bring Kildare before a state board of medical examiners. Dr. Breveton, there is an
1: anthrax outbreak in this area.
5: If you will go out behind the barn, you will find two men
1: preparing a lime pit. In less than an hour, it'll be used for that goat standing over there. Uh,
2: take a look at that goat, Doctor Breverton. It has just about enough time left in this world to eat that restraining order you brought. Go ahead, look at it.
5: Well, I, uh, I know very little about animals. And... What do
2: you have to know? Internal temperature, one hundred six degrees. Gangrenous swelling, trembling, no muscular control. And I have definitely found Bacillus
5: anthraxis. Dr. Beverton, we can use your help. Uh, For what? What uh, what do you suggest I do?
2: All the people have been taken care of, but the veterinarians will need assistance for the
5: animals in the field. I'm a doctor, not a veterinarian. I hope you are a doctor, because it's a doctor's job to help wherever he can.
1: An infected animal can infect and kill a man or deprive him of his livelihood by destroying his other stock.
5: Well, uh, I... uh... Ah, Jimmy, come on. You're wasting your time. Let's go. No, no, no. No, wait a minute. I'll help you. I want to help. Go ahead. If you'll give me uh, just uh, long enough to drive back to the village to make a phone call, uh... Oh,
2: don't let work interfere with an important thing like a phone call.
5: (laughs) I don't blame you for saying that, Doctor. But, uh, well, you see, all I want to do is to call Blair Hospital... And tell them to resume anti-serum treatment on my son. If, if anything happens to him, it'll be my fault. I'm sorry. I'd forgotten about your son. Perhaps you had better go back and stay with him. No, no, no. I'll just get to a phone and call. My place is out here with you. And uh, when we get back to the hospital, I'd be grateful if you'll take my son back as your patient. <laughs>
0: In just a moment, we'll return to the story of Dr. Kildare. Once again, the story of Dr. Kildare, starring Lou Ayers as Dr. Kildare and Lionel Barrymore as Dr. Gillespie.
2: Well, Jimmy, there's
0: still nothing new under the sun.
2: Just an old thing that turned up in a new place.
1: Hmm? Might have been a lot worse if you hadn't gotten that hunch about going up to Jed's place.
2: Well, you gave me the reason for going hmm. there. I thought young Breviden looked pretty good when we saw him. Hmm? A
1: little more rest and he'll be fine.
2: He wouldn't have been if you'd hesitated and let that hand go for another hour. His fever was up to a point where...
4: Dr. Gillespie, I just... Parker, wanted...
2: will you stop pussyfooting around and say what's on your mind? Well,
4: how can I talk when you're interrupting me? About that gun.
2: What gun? I don't know anything about any gun. The
4: gun you told me to order before we went up to the mountains. The store called. They want to know
3: who they should bill.
2: Oh, oh, you yeah. tell him to bill Carew. And bring the gun to him.
3: Uh, what would Dr. Carew use a gun for?
2: Well, tell him to clean it. Who knows he might have an accident.
0: <laughs> you have just heard the story of Dr. Kildare, starring Lou Ayers and Lionel Barrymore. This program was written by Joel Mercott and directed by Joe Bigelow. Original music was composed and conducted by Walter Schumann. Supporting cast included Virginia Gregg, Ted Osborne, Will Wright, Tom Holland and Ted Von Elts. Bob Anderson speaking.